today's uh, scripture reading shall we turn to Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14 to Hebrews chapter 5 verse 10 seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens Jesus the son of God let us hold fast our profession for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need for every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to god that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins who have who can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way for that he himself also is compassed with infirmity and by reason hereof he ought as for the people so also for himself to offer for sins and no man taketh this honor unto himself but he that is called of god as was aaron so also christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest but he that said unto him thou art my son today today have i begotten thee as he saith also in another place thou art a priest forever after the order of melchisedek who in the days of his flesh when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears came unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared though he were a son yet learned he ob- obedience by the things which he suffered and being made perfect to become the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him called of god and high priest after the order of melchisedek shall we pray gracious loving father we want to thank you for this time and this opportunity indeed o lord as your word says in your presence is fullness of joy and we experience every bit of it as we found here o lord Lord, this morning we want to thank you for the time of worship and for the time of rejoicing, uh, because we do not serve a dead God, but a living God who can do the impossible. This morning we want to commit Uncle Rebbe into your hands and for the word that you will bring out through him, O Lord. Commit him especially into your hands that you might speak through him, O Lord. And we pray that as we hear your word, we might be edified and we might. use it for your glory o lord commit everything into your hands we ask the small prayer in the matchless name of our lord and savior jesus christ good morning i think we are very sleepy Good morning. Good morning. Um, it was a beautiful time of worship, I believe, right? Yeah, this is a portion that has challenged me personally many a time, and I believe we'll focus mostly on verses fourteen to sixteen of chapter four, and then slightly on uh, chapter five, verse. Eight, uh, seven through ten. <coughs> We've been going through the book of Hebrews, and probably will connect back as we go. And there are lots of things that repeat itself. And this author is a great teacher because he knows that only by repeating and explaining can some things be really driven. into our minds so we will come across that and we will connect wherever is necessary first of all it starts by saying seeing then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens jesus the son of god since then we have a great high priest what is the emoji for great thumbs up right so the word great has become common place 
And many times we use so many times or so many things in day-to-day life and it loses its value. Just like I love football and I love my wife. What's the difference? Right? So, here is the word great high priest. What's the real uh, word out there? Um, I'm not uh, a Greek scholar, but I look up the words here and there. So, and I love looking looking at um, Greek because it connects with some of the pronunciations of Central Asian languages as well. So, um, this is this says Archeria Megan, Archeria. That it actually comes from the word. In uh, some of the churches, use archbishop, arch high priest, even um, arch priest. That is high priest. But the word great is the word megan. You can think of mega. Okay. Oh, how was the event? Oh, it was a great event. How was the event? It was a mega event. Okay. Uh, for those of us who have done, those of us who have gone through high school, we know electricity is measured in watts. And then there is megawatt. That is a million watt. So there's a watt and a million watt. Or a hertz and megahertz. Million hertz. So there's a high priest and there's a mega high priest. There is an emperor and there is a mega emperor. There has never been a mega emperor. There will be. So since then, we have a mega high priest. You know, many a time we believe and we, we are so used to Christ and the gospel, we rarely Connect with the message that was given initially. So we have a mega high priest. And high priest, we'll come to the term high priest later on. In fact, um, chapter 7 onwards, there's more about high priest. And he has passed through the heavens. I think a little bit of uh, Old Testament would help us. And the author takes care that we get it in chapter 9, I believe. Uh, But we won't go there right now. Uh, You know, sometimes it is great to look at these old Christian denominations which have lost their way and have lost the way of the the basic truths of Christianity. But when you go to some of the churches, like my own um, hometown, so you have a big... Um, big lawn out there and uh, in, in Kerala in most of the old churches they'll say Palli Maidana okay and then ours is a pretty old church now they just destroyed part of it and there was a lot of archaeological survey coming in and all that anyway so it was a, the very old construction when I grew up so after this big um, thing then there was a there was another wall and there's a yard inside. Okay? So there's a big lawn out there. It's a community hall. It was a community lawn to meet and Christians and Hindus, any festival, they all come together and sell their wares and uh, evenings people play there. All kinds of stuff used to happen. But after the wall, only Christians go in. And then you enter the church. Okay? And I'm talking about old uh, denominations which have lost their way and they hold on to something. Then there's a place where the people stand and then there is a raised platform where the priests go. That is kind of... They, they themselves say that it represents the holy place of old. And then... In Catholic churches, you have um, 
the tabernacle where they believe in the transubstantiation put the body and blood of Christ as they believe in two um, containers and lock it up that they consider the holy of holies okay now i want you to imagine this a big lawn out there then a yard with restricted entry and then those who really are seeking god coming into the building and then there's a holy place and there's a holy of holies kind of this was kind of the structure that um the old uh, temple had of course the tent of meeting the tabernacle uh, did not have this entire thing but you can think of that now the high priest alone could go into the holy of holies and that once a year we know that most of us know that right he could go once a year and where did he reach and as he goes in he has to be there has to be incense and the and there is smoke filled and you can hardly see i suppose and there is the ark of the covenant and about the ark of the covenant what is there the mercy seat the mercy seat and the cherubim they look down towards the mercy seat and god speaks from between the cherubim and to this place only once a year they could go and that was an event in the seventh month of uh, the um, jewish calendar and you know the um, atonement and all that and they came with the blood and then they just the they were so scared if the priest got killed there he also had to be pulled out so there was a mechanism to pull him out without anyone getting in so a place where the the high priest alone could go once a year and that with trembling and with the blood of the lamb and he has made sure that he is ceremonially clean that his heart is clean that everything is clean that is 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 washed is chained and put on the holy robes and then he is there and then he goes there only once a year and then the lord would speak from there now instead of this christ came with his own blood and did not stop at the at the mercy seat actually he went into the heavens and he is seated at the right hand of the majesty on high great that the lord was leading us today to that thought again that the lord jesus christ went up into the heavens so this mega high priest did not enter just for once he entered for all time and not just into the sanctuary and not with this holy smoke he went up with his own blood and he went up he ascended to the father with the blood of sacrifice with his own blood and since he ascended to the father and he's seated there we have this mega high priest who does not go once a year we had to wait once a year for our sins to be presented but here he is there all the time he is there and it's a pity that we take it so lightly and the thing i must have shared this once before about a um there were two guys um trying to uh, give a false testimony in the court this actually happened in in my native town again so there was a hindu and a christian and they were debating who would say uh, go, who would go and say this false testimony and then the christians and uh, the hindu guy says oh no if i go and bear false testimony my sins will not be forgiven you can go and then you can confess um while well, it is funny that they think of it that way but the real point is if we sin if we sin we have a way of escape 
and we don't have to wait the whole year and help is there just at the nick of time and we just don't even need to utter a word we just need to with our minds and hearts we can always connect to the lord and it also is a great thing to understand that we live in the presence of this high priest now the last time we had kind of um, went over it but before that we went through uh, verse 12 the word of god is living and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart and we talked about the word of god how sharp it is how skillful it is that whereas we would try hard to separate the flesh out of the bone here what does it say of it comes and divides joints and marrow so sharp and this word of god comes and speaks to a believer between the soul and the spirit that's scary right to a certain extent but at the same time it is really a grace that we can know our own biases and come and then when we have committed wrong the word of god the, the great scrutinizer comes and makes us feel guilty but now after this he immediately says there is the great high priest and the next verse says for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses after the scrutinizer comes the sympathizer okay so the word of god will come and cut you and tell you that it's wrong but there is also the great high priest ready to forgive our sins uh, we all have learned these verses by heart if we confess our sins the lord is faithful and just okay but that has to be our living experience to know that this forgiveness is not something that is to be taken very lightly that was available it has been made available at a great cost it is not to be despised it's it's like it's not a 1 dollar thing it's a million dollar thing it's not a high priest it's a mega high priest okay so when we are down when we understand that we have sinned what prevents us from coming to the great high priest so um i think today the sisters are going ahead and um, doing the study on filling of the holy spirit last time the men had the same one thing that stood out very clear is as the word of god let the word of christ dwell in you richly and certain things follow which is the same as what happens when the spirit of god fills us so as the word of god comes and does an operation on us and tells us what is wrong come immediately and when the word of god tells us this is the right way this is the better way this is the best way this is the most excellent way let us choose that path and we might think oh i cannot do it i am not able to do it. it says there is mercy and grace there is mercy and grace grace to perfect holiness in us what is holiness being set apart for god 
not for the filthy things of this world not for the unsatisfying things of this world but being set apart for god and in each and every situation that we face each and every temptation that we face each and every choice maybe nothing bad but could do even better each and every choice that we make we can perfect our holiness by coming to the throne of grace that we we be separated for christ and again the great high priest who has gone a great high priest um who has passed through the heavens jesus the son of god maybe we'll look at a couple of verses um whether we project it or not i always love people to turn to the scripture once in a while you know why it keeps us from sleep and it also keeps us focus so someone can read this also for me first peter chapter 3 and verse 22 Okay. So basically it talks about Jesus Christ who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God. Now what else is being said? Angels and authorities and powers having been made subject to him. Angels, authorities and powers being made subject to him. He has passed into the heaven into heaven and is seated at the right hand of god the first chapter of hebrews starts with that he purged our sins and he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high so um again we can uh, go through some other verses as well uh, we could colossians chapter 3 and verse 1 Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Right. Okay. Matthew 28:18 If someone knows it say it out loud. All power is given to me in heaven and on earth. All power is given to Christ in heaven and on earth. Christ is seated at the right hand of the majesty on high. Ephesians 1 20 20 to 23 I'll read it He worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but also in that which is to come and he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church again and again we find that christ is above all all powers or principalities or everything but many a time we behave as if rss runs our life and the world right and my election comes are all scared no let's be confident we need we should make your concerns known to the lord nothing good about it but there's another section that goes very panicky no he is seated above there so as we launch out with Christ's gospel also this is there as we go on to do good things the great high priest is there reigning supreme and he works for us and he will continue to reign till 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 24 
Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Okay. He will deliver the kingdom to the Father after he makes an end of all this authorities that you see around and that you don't see around. So, should we be scared of anything? No. While we proceed forward with our work for the kingdom of God, we don't need to be scared. While we live out our Christian life, should we be scared that um, something will go wrong? You know, Christians say that they don't have the superstition. We claim that. But many a time, uh, we behave as if some thoughts are jinxed or something, right? If you say that, this will happen. Or if you think like that. Or... But at the same time, we don't give an opportunity to the devil. That's sure. We take hold of Christ. We take hold of God. But we need to understand that he is reigning supreme. And coming to our personal lives then, are there areas of sin that we struggle? And then we say, no, I cannot but do this. I am unable to stand. How many of you have said that this past week? I simply don't have the strength to face this temptation. So now let's come back to Hebrews. So we'll skip on to verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Come boldly to the throne of grace. How do we come to the throne of grace? How do we come? How do we go to the Lord when I feel like watching that? I feel like... Right. I feel like hitting that guy. Yeah, whatever. How do we actually come to God? So, come boldly, says, come boldly. Okay, the, the second part of verse 14 explains it. Let us hold fast our confession. Our confession. What is confession? Declaration. Our profession. Chapter 3, verse 1 also talks about consider the Apostle and high priest of our confession. We have to confess. We have to agree with the Lord. And loudly proclaim it. At that moment. That we have a high priest. Correct? Mega high priest. Come on. Good. That we have a mega high priest. None of the people on earth can help me. My own self-discipline cannot help me. But the mega high priest is there. And he has given me his spirit. And he will help me. We need to tell that to ourselves. And be convinced in our hearts and minds. We need to be focusing our attention on him. And that doesn't come naturally. You know why? If you march into an enemy's territory without a weapon, at that time you will not get the weapon. Okay, I have it at home. Well, you're gone. Carry it around. Hold on to that confession. Let us hold fast to that confession. It is not, hold fast is again a proactive verb. I hold. 
I don't touch. I hold. Let us hold fast to the confession. Let us tell this to ourselves. Thy word I have hidden in my heart that I may not sin against thee. If the Lord's words are hidden in our hearts, they will help us. There is no magic formula. You know, uh, we talked about the rest last time and we said, uh, what, what, what did we say? Make every effort to enter the rest. Let us be diligent. Let us pursue. Let us be diligent to enter that rest. If it was if that rest was only about salvation, that's, uh, that's a very wrong statement, correct? Because salvation is free and is given to us. And we don't have to do anything to appropriate it. Even the faith is given to us. But the rest that a believer has while fighting sin is what is being mentioned here. And we'll later on, as you come to uh, chapter 12, um, it's, uh, the author would say, we have not um, stood up to the point of shedding our blood in our fight against sin. And we need to keep on meditating on Christ. Let me just read that quickly. Um, for consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls you have not, not yet resisted to bloodshed striving against sin again the writer says consider, consider him hold fast to the confession Consider him. Hold fast to the confession. And in verse 2 of chapter 12, he says, Looking unto Jesus, not when temptation comes, always looking unto Jesus. So when temptation comes also, we naturally look at Christ. The mega high priest is not some money in the pocket that is to be used at some time to deliver ourselves. It is he whom we worship. It is he whom we meditate upon. It is he whom we carry in our hearts. And when we meditate on him and the love that he has for us, that love alone will keep us from sin. So, since, since therefore, I'll read from ESV. Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God. Hold fast our confession. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And the last portion that I would love to stress on is in time of need. Um, As a young believer, uh, Brother John Kurian taught me this and I still remember those lessons. The time of need is not after you have fallen. You're trying to climb a big wall and the ladder is shaking and then you fall and somebody comes and picks you up and takes you to hospital so you don't die and you're okay. That is not the time of need. The time of need was when the ladder was shaking to hold you firm. 
I think most of us do take the help of the Lord after we have fallen. But let us go to the throne of grace when at the time of need before we fall. And if we sin and if we fall there is of course Jesus a mega high priest again to forgive us our sins. Um, we'll move on to um, the term high priest. First of all, the a priest. In many religions we see priests. And here also talks about who a priest is in very general terms. For every high priest is taken from among men, is appointed for men in things pertaining to God. Okay. So, primarily in things pertaining to God, people go to pujaris to do puja, right? In the same way, the priest is to represent man to God. Whereas they worship and follow systems that are completely um, unfruitful and sinful, God himself had instituted priesthood. Chapter 5, verse 1. For every high priest taken from among men is appointed for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. So, He's taken from among men. He is a man. And Jesus Christ is a man. And in fact in chapter 4 it says he was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Now it's a fact that Jesus Christ could not sin. But was his temptation real? Yes. If, um, if a metal that is corrupted is passed through fire, it gets refined. But if it is 100% pure gold, does it need refining? But it can still pass through the fire and melt. Right? It's a very loose illustration. But Jesus Christ knows our world. He knows our world. He knows the fallen nature of man. He has been acquainted with that. And he knows it. So, he is taken from among man. And a priest has to offer gifts and sacrifices and he's appointed of, of which we are coming later on in verse 5 says Christ did not glorify himself to become a high priest but it was he who said to him you are my son today I have begotten you this is from uh, Psalms 2 as also he says in another place you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek is from Psalm 110. So, he has been appointed, he has been taken from among men. And he offers both gifts and sacrifices for sins. Chapter 5 verse 2 says, he can have compassion, it's about a normal priest, compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray, since he himself is also subject to weakness. Because of this he is required as for the people so also for himself to offer sacrifices for sins. But whereas Christ was without sin and he did not need to he did not need to offer sacrifices for himself. And then there is a confusion and there are lots of interpretations and people struggle hard with this, right? Raven? <laughs> <coughs> verses 7 to 10 who in the days of his flesh when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears 
to him who is able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation. He became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Called by God as high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. Um, Philippians chapter 2. He became obedient unto death. Even death on a cross. Also we find that the son learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And then uh, verse 7, he offered up prayers and supplications. This priest offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries. Can you remember one cry? Allahi Lama Sabakstani. Right. With vehement cries, he offered a prayer to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear. So, to interpret this verse, we need to understand that Jesus was heard, Jesus' prayer was heard. So, it's probably not talking about Christ's death on the cross. He died. So he was not crying out so that he would not die. He says, I came for what? That this may have life and you have life in abundance. And then he says, the son of man came to become a ransom for many. He knew that and he wanted to do that. So he was not praying to get out of that. Um, some people might um, interpret it as a prayer so that he would not remain in the grave. Though it does not, um, though it looks very attractive, I don't think that is the real meaning that is here. The real meaning is he representing us the whole of humanity. He offered up prayers and supplications on behalf of humanity. And if we see with that, we understand. So Christ suffered for us. Christ died for us. And he is now, he has learned obedience through what he suffered. And he became perfected. Was Jesus Christ not perfect? He was perfect. But in his office as the high priest, he was perfected (coughs) by what he suffered. And he's perfected and now he's sitting, as a man he's sitting. Many times people uh, have this confusion whether he's still a man. He is still a man. It's not in the days of his earthly life, but he's still a man. And this man has gone before us. This man has risen up again. And this man is going to come back and take us and to the Father's side. Not to the um, mercy seat. Not with anything, but with confidence because he has done it all. Done it all. He's paid it all. We know that. So if you know that, the victory in our personal lives has to be appropriated by that same thought. If Christ has forgiven our sins and has translated us from the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of light, to eternal glory, the same Christ is there to provide help for us in our time of weakness, when we are unable to resist sin, he is there to help us. Don't know what is a particular area in which each of us is struggling, 
but in each of that areas this mega high priest is enough so consider him meditate upon him uh, as we talked about chapter 1 i uh, told you about what the first century christians used to uh, sing how the gloria came glory to god in the highest how that um, gloria him came it has been recorded even by um, non christians during that era they worshiped they worshiped the lord jesus christ every day not just on sunday and that too after coming here and then randomly picking up a song uh, or or sisters are to keep silence so the brothers will do it we'll just sing along no this worship has to be constant it has to be constant in our lives the focus on christ has to be constant meditation on christ has to be constant otherwise we cannot withstand the forces against us are not simple forces they're quite powerful but don't worry he has gone above into the heavens above all principalities and powers that's what we read again and again through the scripture you can think of stephen the first martyr standing and while he is being martyred heavens open and christ standing at the right hand of god if if we can have that sight before our eyes we'll keep ourselves from sin we'll progress in holiness we'll do what the lord wants us to do so i got a nice exercise for all of us who are willing to take up that challenge um i would have loved to ask for a show of hands but i am not going to you can decide for yourself learn hebrews 4:14 to 16 by heart and whenever you look at the term great high priest think of mega high priest don't think of the thumbs up sign okay is is way beyond what we can imagine way beyond our excuses for having fallen into sin and we will sin we should not sin but we might fall into sin right but at that time there is again forgiveness at the foot of the cross and it is already done and the blood is already there and the Christ the advocate is there let's pray father we want to thank you for this time and commit ourselves in your hands and pray that you would help us to live our lives in a way that is fully pleasing in your sight help us not to forget our great high priest who has gone into the heavens with his own blood and is seated at the right hand of the majesty on high who is not waiting at the mercy seat before the cherubim but who has passed through the heavens and is seated above the angels and principalities and powers above every thing that we know everything that we can imagine has passed through everything and come into your holy presence seated at your right hand and as we live on in this world till you call us home help us to understand that there is grace and mercy at our time of need not once a year not even every evening or morning but 
at every point of time, at every second, not time of need. Grace and mercy at the throne of grace. Thank you that you have brought us to such a wonderful standing that we have access to the Father through Christ. Thank you that you have given your Holy Spirit to dwell within us and has given him as a guarantee that he will take us to your side one day but while we live here that he is there to help us in our weakness in in praying in living our lives help us to give full freedom to your Holy Spirit living within us help us to meditate on your word help us to treasure your word in our hearts that we may not sin against you and we pray that these verses will come alive to us and remain within us. Thank you for your word that is there, that comes and does such a surgery of our soul and spirit so that we can understand what is wrong when your spirit speaks to us through your word. And we pray that you will help us from today onwards to have victory in our Christian lives in our fight against sin, that we would take up our arms and fight against sin, that we would consider him who endured such hostilities so that we would not uh, tire out in our fight against sin. Thank you, Father, in Christ's precious name.